we in the oh no, we in the store right here. Listening to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin. Got my brother Travis with me in spirit, but really he's he's not really with me. Are you, Travis? Not physically. You're no. like several thousand miles south. That's right. Just you know, just in case people don't realize. That we're, I'm up in Washington State and you're in Texas, you know? We got a lot of newcomers, probably every day. I hope that's true. Anyways, today we are diving into Animal Collective's 2004 release, Sung Tongs. This is an album that I hold quite dear to my heart. This is just one of those albums, dude, for me. It's just, there's just something about it. Um, what do you, what do you know about? about animal collective what do i know about animal collective what do you know about i would animal say collective? i would i would say that they're one of the most unique bands to come out um ever maybe right i mean as far as like their sound like who else does i, I think so what they do so, yeah. uh as effectively as they do it right yeah so here's what i know about them here's what i've listened to i've listened to Meriwether post pavilion mm-hmm. i've listened to uh some of Panda Bear stuff and okay. all Linux. And that's pretty much it. I, I've okay. never really given, I mean, I've listened to your stuff here and there from song tongues, but I've never really given it a full listen through. So okay. you're here, you're cool. here to school me and show me some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, let's do our, what you hurts first. Um, I don't think we've ever done them last. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, let's start with you, dude. What you've been listening to this week. What you heard. Okay, so I'm going to do a little bit of a throwback here to episode three. We talked about Foo Fighters. And. Dude, it was episode four. Uh, episode three was Kings of Leon. Oh, well, shit. So, episode four, we talked about Foo Fighters. My What You Heard for that week was a band called Yawning Man. If you remember. I fucking love that shit, man. Well, guess what, man? They just came out with a new album. You're talking about the, the Desert Boys, right? Yeah, the Desert the Desert Boys. So this seems to be kind of a thing right now because I, I Stoner Rock, Desert Rock, Doom Metal is 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 kind of really really hot right now. In in uh, if you're a fan of of harder rock, um, you know I talked about Sleep a couple of weeks back uh, for one of our side tracks. Another kind of like legendary band. Uh, from from like the doom metal scene that that came back and made another album this year, yeah. So uh, here's Yawning Man with another a, a brand new album. Uh, it just came out probably a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Uh, this song is called Catamaran, and I need to f- I need to find out right now. Hold on a minute. 
if if this actually hold on let me let me hear this on my earbuds. Yeah, okay. So here we go. This song is called Catamaran. I think they must have this must be a re-recording of this song for this album because this is one of their songs from that era. I don't know if it was ever put on a CD because you know these guys had a ton of songs that that they just would play in these live shows and it may or may not make it onto an album. The, I know that the, the reason I know that this song is one of their old songs is because Caius, which is another legendary stoner rock band, I think I've talked about them before as well. They did a cover of this song uh, on their album called And the Circus Leaves Town, which came out in 1995. So this song is decades old, but it's been re-recorded. So again, this is Yawning Man. The name of their new album is called The Revolt Against Tired Noises. And again, this song is called Catamaran. Key, what are your thoughts? Uh, my th- my thoughts are good for them. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, dude? Would you like to expand on that dig? That no, you just made? I enjoyed it. Just you know hey, what, dude? dude? Just just tell it like it is, man. I don't know, man. I just uh, uh, so okay. It, let me just. Uh, seemed... I'm gonna take a stab in the dark and say okay. that you didn't like his voice. It was. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember uh, Yawning Man sounding like that. Is it the same well, dude? It's been it's been thirty years. I, I, that's fine. Okay. And that's and that's yeah, dude. That's why I'm saying good for them, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, dude. so okay, so so one thing I will say is the the, the one collection of songs uh, from from theirs that I, that I heard or that I've heard. Uh, there's no vocals whatsoever on the album, and that's um, rock formation. That's it, man. That's yeah. what's different about it. But so but who's obviously singing now. I mean, that's the thing though. One they, of the members? They, no, they, they they would sing in some of their songs. Okay. Just the, okay. the the you know, I'm and a lot of their songs are instrumental. Same with this album. Um 
Yeah. But uh, the reason so, that they, they re-recorded and, and, and put this song on the album after 30 years is because of all the popularity it has, it has gained as being a cover uh, that Caius did, right? Right. So anyway, uh, most of this album, this brand new album, is instrumental. Okay, cool. All right, so let's uh, let's listen to your what you heard, Q. All right, I'll try to keep this short and sweet because we got a lot to cover for Animal Collective here. So I'm going with Black Moth Super Rainbow. I know you're familiar with them, right? I am familiar with one of their songs. Okay, well, I was just in that headspace listening to Animal Collective all week. Um, there's there's something something really cool about this band um the only way i can uh, that i can describe them is like i don't know it's like this drippy like ethereal ethereal synth pop kind of like i don't know you're in like a a flowery meadow with like the sun beaming down on you yeah i mean it kind of reminds me of like uh, or at least literally the only song i know is roller disco Okay, which is uh, on the, which is on dandelion fucking, gum. Da, yeah, dandelion gum, which was two thousand seven. Yeah, and that song kind of what has a great this, album, uh, dude. Yeah, but the song itself has sort of this. Um, yeah, it makes me think of like some like trippy, uh, like Technicolor seventies. Yeah, go go boots kind of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. So the I'll, the song that I chose, um, actually just just heard it for the first time yesterday um is on their latest release which came out this year back in may uh the album's called panic blooms and this track is number two it's called babies in the void So I like the I like the the music. Um, I don't know if yeah. I like his, his vocals in that track, but I mean I like. Really? I would listen. Okay. I would listen to just the instrumentals, dude. If they released a uh, an instrumental version of this album, I don't know. Yeah. I really like so, that that sound. Whatever that sound is, I feel like uh, boards of yeah. boards of Canada kind of flirts with that kind of stuff so, a lot. Let me tell you, dude, and and I think I mean this is one of the reasons why I like. 
how, what he does to his voice. Um, I always just picture like, I just imagine if if say like another thirty years from now, artificial intelligence progresses significantly, we have AI that is able to write music and sing. This is what they would be singing, bro, and this is really? how they would sound. I don't think so. I'm just saying that's just you know, there's my imagination. You know, like okay. this sounds like a robot, like spilling his spilling his heart out for us. You know, <laughs> writing a tune. <laughs> what? what? No, I hear what you're saying. You mean you mean the the effect that he puts on his voice makes it sound almost yeah. Like, it's just like got that. It's got like machine kind of thing. I don't know. It's got like a sterile robot vibe to me. Okay. It, it's like, but it's like a robot that has stumbled upon human emotions okay and has written a song <laughs> i don't know dude I'm i love you. it I, i'm with you i love it so if okay if you like what you heard if you like black moth super rainbow the lead frontman his he goes by tobacco his name's thomas feck oh he's and done he, some he, side stuff hasn't he yeah his yeah he goes his stage name is tobacco he does solo stuff yeah yeah now mm-hmm. that stuff is is way out there um if you if you want to you know get get a little a little if you want to get weird check out some tobacco. Um, also, a couple more artists that come to mind right off the top of my head. If you liked if you like that, uh, you remember Cinnamon Chasers? Yes, Cinnamon Chasers and um, a little more poppy. Letting up despite great faults. Great faults. Oh man, remember them? Yeah, I haven't heard them in a long time. Yeah, dude. Um, same vein with with the with the uh, that that similar kind of effect on on their voice um yeah so anyways let's do let's dive into it man uh i kind of want to get into the history of the band a little bit before we listen to some tracks um so animal collective is more or less four dudes um it seems like more times than not it's less than these four but let's say, uh, so the main two dudes, Noah Lennox, he goes by Panda Bear. David Portner, he goes by A.V. Tear. Uh, those are the two main hitters. Those are the guys that are, the, your main songwriters are those two. Then you've got Josh Dibb, he goes by Deacon. And Brian Weitz, who goes by Geologist. Um, and they add... Um, I don't know. They add like beats and sampled loops and weird shit with guitars and pedals and stuff. Um, these guys have all known each other since grade school, um, pre-college grades, you know, pre-college years. Um, so AV tear Deacon and geologist met in a private school in Baltimore. And then Panda bear, uh, was already a pretty good friend with uh, Deacon, and he would kind of hang out with them during the weekends. Um, he was going to another school at the time, but they were all friends, and they all would kind of get together and jam, basically, um, in the early days. So these guys have known each other since uh, grade school, uh, and they've been making music together, either either together or separately since then. Um, and... Yeah, I don't want to really get too much into their history because who cares, right? Um, but I will say that A.V. Tear and Panda Bear were making music, just the two of them, 
since the very beginning. And uh, actually, something that I I just found out recently, I didn't know this, but apparently this album, Song Tongs, is really only just A.B. Terror and Panda Bear. But they kind of caved into the record label um, just to keep with the branding, and they released it as an Animal Collective record. But it's just those two guys. Uh, and I actually got to see them perform uh, last month. They came through up here. They came up here in Seattle. Uh, they were touring just the two of them, and they played Sung Tongs in its entirety from track one to the end, all the way through. And it was uh, just fucking beautiful, dude. Anyways, um, our, so our intro song was the only uh, single for this record. It's called Who Could Win a Rabbit? Um, and that's a song that you're familiar with, right, Drive? You've heard that one. I've heard that, yeah. What are your thoughts on it, dude? I mean, it's... I can see how how they they went on to make Merryweather because you can definitely hear, like, the... sort of how they were playing around with... Um, sort of, you know, I feel like they use their, their vocals a lot, uh, like, for rhythmic, uh, you know as like as as you know pieces of like percussion or whatever you know what i'm saying like what what am i trying to say their their vocals a lot of times i feel like they use it like a a, a drum machine or something yes dude yes um so like on, you remember gosh, that you remember that song that everybody would like row 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 your belt and then you'd take you know everybody would have a part oh, okay yeah 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 i mean obviously they did that in brother sport right did they well, they they did it in one of those songs on Merryweather, but anyway, what I'm saying is like yeah. they, you know, what makes them interesting is 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 what they do, the two of them, uh, when when their vocals are. But wait, you said that this was only A.B. Tear, and Panda Bear, okay, just yeah. those two, okay. So yeah, um, A.B. Tear says that that he always likes to use the voice as another instrument, and that's something yeah. that that you hear a lot in sung tongs. And that's something that I, that's, I think one of my favorite things about animal collective. Um, it's hard to describe. And I don't think it's as much. So in, uh, Merryweather post pavilion. And I would say, and in albums, uh, since then, but I, I would say that, but from what I've heard, so I, I haven't really kept up with them since Merryweather. Um, but the thing about Animal Collective, like they're not, I mean, as much as, as they bow down to the record label, you know, to label this a Animal Collective record when they could have just called it A.B. Terror and Panda Bear. Um, it doesn't seem like they care, man. They're going to do what they want. And some of their most recent works are the most bizarre that I've heard from them yet, um, where it's, it's, really hard to listen to um unlike merryweather post pavilion um that's interesting that you say that because i I, personally i feel like when i when i go back and listen to merryweather some of the songs are kind of hard to listen to for me where it's like that's animal collective there's too much going on here like my it's almost like my my brain can't keep up with it which is could almost be considered a compliment um but okay sometimes it's like i gotta i gotta turn this off for a second get my mind straight yeah, no, no, no. So Animal Collective has a way of, so they are 
so good at repetition. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it does. The, and for me, like, it's, it's, and like you said, for you, it's like, I, I got to turn this off or I got to hit next or something like. Yeah. And that's because, like, you're waiting for something to change. But, like, for me, the way that they do it is, like, I can't think of any other band that can pull that off to where it keeps my interest. Okay. Um, yeah. So here's, I want to quote this guy um, who interviewed them back, I want to say it was, okay, in 2005. Um, there's a, a website called Identity Theory, um, and they interviewed geologists and A.B. Terror back in, back in 2005. Uh, and there's something that the, that the um, journalist said that I, I thought was great. Um, he says, if you don't enjoy flirting with madness, hmm. you will probably find this band somewhat rude. Otherwise, their music will make your day. So with that... Let's play track one, which is our first pick for today. It is called Leaf House. Yeah, so I have heard that. I have heard that because I, you know, I've sat down and pushed played and pushed play on on song songs before. And yeah, is this? Let me let me let me just take a look because maybe I can figure out what's going on here. But um, yeah, this is fun. Here we go, dude. So Leaf House is track one. Who could mm-hmm. win a rabbit is track two. Yep. I've probably sat down, pushed play, got to who could yeah. win a rabbit, and just left. Dude. It didn't go beyond that. That's possible. Man. I'm just saying it's possible. Yeah, no. Yeah. Leaf House is awesome. Leaf House is great. I love that track. I love that uh, And then that they lose track, me at Who Could Run a Rabbit. So, yeah. So, let's... Okay. And let's our next pick is track three on the album, The Softest Voice. So, if it's not familiar to you, then you definitely did stop listening after okay. track two. Yeah. I bet... Um, that's possible, dude. That's possible. So, one thing to know, if you, know, if you want to dive into some Animal Collective after this episode... Um, you should know that if you go, if you go, uh, earlier than sung tongs, it's going to be even harder to listen to. 
Um, this is kind of a break from their previous albums. Um, they kind of dial back the noise scapes um, and kind of embrace like more like song structure and actual lyrics. Um, but if you listen to so one album in particular that I've actually listened to and it gets thrown into the Animal Collective catalog even though it is just A.B. Terra and Panda Bear is a record called Spirit They're Gone, Spirit They've Vanished. And there's probably two or three songs on that, on that album that you can actually stomach listening to. And it, this is on purpose. This is what they do. Um, but most of it is just, it's it's gut-wrenching and it is meant to make you feel uneasy. Um and that's just, I mean, that's just what these guys do. That's This is their passion, is to just manipulate just, sounds. I mean, they are they are experimental, you know, big time. That's yeah. what, I mean, That that's why, uh, so let's talk about how, how awesome the use of delay on his voice, like how, how perfectly executed yeah. it is, right? Because like... It almost sounds like something that like you would you would do if you if you got a recording device for the first time and you're just kind of messing around on on GarageBand or something like that, you know? Yeah. It it, it just it works really well, you know. It doesn't yeah. come off as a gimmick. It's, it's here's perfect. dude. I now this is something that I from what I've read with interviews, this isn't something that they like set out to do. But the thing about Animal Collective, this the thing about their sound. I don't know. This might sound stupid, but I always, I, when I think of animal collective and their, and their music, I think of like, I don't know, you're, you're fucking, you got your machete, you're chopping through the, 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 the brush and like the jungle you stumble upon this indigenous tribe and they're just fucking, they got their drum circle and they're making music. That's animal collective to me. Okay. Yeah. I can hear that. I mean, yeah, yeah, they definitely kind of. It's very, with it's that very tribal. That, like, yeah, you know, it's it's very raw, just human sounds. You know, yeah, that's that's a good way to especially, look. Especially okay, especially this album. I want to let me just say, especially sung tongs. I want to make that clear because it, from one Animal Collective album to to another, it's it's gonna vary widely in sound uh, and and in feeling. Um, so. Let me just, I just want to quote one more thing here before we get to our next track that I, that I kind of liked. So uh, this is from that same interview I, I quoted the, uh, the journalist earlier. Um, he says, uh, he asked them if they use, you know, field recordings, if they use a lot of stuff like that. Uh, the question he asks is, what is your general approach to creating the animal collective vocabulary of sounds? It's a good question. Uh, geologist says, yeah, we do use, we use a lot of field recordings, electronics and feedback. He says, and this, no, so this, uh, I think encompasses their sound beautifully. We like liquidy sounds, <laughs> but it's often something different than just a stream or a faucet. That's, it's weird to me that, that that's a word that I would use to describe animal collective, like drippy, like liquidy sounds you'll hear it more in in some of the some of the other uh songs that i've picked for today but it's just got this like organic 
yeah liquidy sound does does that yeah no. i hear you it's it's okay. uh it's it's um uh, like fluid you know yeah yeah he goes on to say it's more like having fun and thinking about a sound and how it fits with the mood and color and feel of a song um we just use a bunch of effects and play around uh, he says again. There's very little computer manipulation, which I think is important to uh, to note. We like to turn knobs and faders and and such. Uh, hang on, we like to turn knobs and faders and such. Uh, he says we've been doing it since high school, uh, way before the laptop explosion, and we just stayed old school for the most part. So that's cool. Uh, let's jump into our next pick. So this one is track three on the album. It's called The Softest Voice. that's nice i mean that's it's it's pretty actually like it's not yeah it's um it's doesn't sound like an animal collective song to me yeah no i know what you mean because if it's coming from someone who's most familiar with merriweather post pavilion um now i don't know for sure if this is if this is the case but i feel like merriweather probably had more geologist and deacon involved where it it's more um it's more like beat driven yeah, and I only say that because that track didn't have a, a it didn't have any drums in it of any kind, but like thinking back to the songs on Merriweather, you know, there's a there's more verse chorus, um, there's more percussion just in general, um, 
and this song again it's it's so this entire album is just acoustic guitar it's it's just their acoustic guitars um one thing he says uh let's see he says every song or group of songs that we did had its own tuning and usually they were open tunings right or open right right open tuning that's yeah, the thing sure <laughs> he says with acoustic guitars especially the strings resonate really well and when the tones are similar you almost get more tones than are actually there it, it makes it really warm and that's a great way to describe this album dude it's just got this warm like enveloping like fuzzy vibe to it yeah and like you notice like the little like the the i don't know what the samples were but like it almost sounded like maybe like like picking up a drumstick and dropping it from high up and it bounces and you you pick up that you know that wooden drumstick bouncing on the floor or something you know what I yeah mean? i hear you um it for me it just i i picture like you're in a paddle boat in like a swampy like river or not river but like stream like you're just paddling down the the river okay what you know what dude let me tell you something i always appreciate your your um imagery that comes up because <laughs> if you remember yeah. from our Tycho episode no our tosca episode no. you remember you, yeah yes dude you, i remember you decided that um there was a song that made you think of a like a regal woman in a in a bathtub just not just with with a, a rubber in a in a sudsy a sudsy tub yeah in a in a soapy bath 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 water with a, uh-huh. with a uh, rubber duck yeah dude just hum to herself man i mean yeah yeah so i think we've heard heard some some more examples today of your vivid imagination when you're listening to music and it's appreciated <laughs> yeah so did you get that like liquidy trippy vibe from that song do you know what, I'm, do yeah, you know what I mean by that? Yeah, and I think it might have been that that sound effect that you were listening uh-huh. to, or that that uh, sample, or whatever it was. Yeah, whatever it was. So, um, real briefly, here, um, I'll kind of go over kind of what I've read, what I found about their uh, recording process. So, I found a uh, Q and A that they did for Reddit a while back, um, and they specifically asked him like, what exactly. Can you like go over the process, the recording process exactly? Like, especially the percussion. That's something that people were really interested about. Um, and AV says, uh, you know, basically it's just a, lo- a lot of singing and, and messing around with doing vocals in all, all parts of a room. He said that they, they rec- so they recorded it in um, AV's parents' house in Colorado. Uh, it says basically it was like a two bedroom house. The living room was all cement, uh, and that's where they recorded. Um, and then the bedroom was where they set up the mixer. Uh, he says they rented a bunch of mics and uh, took an 8-track with them. Uh, and he says, uh, so I guess, I don't know who Rusty is, maybe one of their friends that helped record this one. Uh, he said he would listen to every song as they played it live, and he would walk around the room and decide how he would mic the guitars like while they were playing like you know jamming out these songs and then he says noah and i both did the percussion during overdubs throughout the session as well Uh, and he says the first time we played back who could win a rabbit after we recorded the initial tracks 
we just cracked up and said, holy shit, we made that? Hmm. <laughs> and he says, in terms of magic sounds and things uh, like that, he says, I'd like to keep that secret. Sorry. <laughs> so there's okay. some things he's just never going to reveal, uh, you know, how they how they did it. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, let's jump to to my next pick, which is a few... Uh, a few songs down in the album. This one is called um, "Sweet Road," and this is we're playing the whole song because it's like it's just over a minute long. It's not that it's not that long. Um, this is track six, and this one's a little more playful. Let's see okay. what you think on it. Let's right. see what you think about it. Again, this is "Sweet Road." <laughs> tell you what that reminded me of dude that reminded me of man man really well dude you remember that song on on six demon bag that's literally four seconds long called fish stick gumbo Uh, i don't remember the the song off the top of my head but but it's just stuff like that man man would do some do really kind of i mean they're almost like throwaway tracks because you can tell it's just them kind of messing around yeah okay dude i'm I'm really glad that you said that and let's just this is gonna be impromptu uh if there's any way you can play this for me through through our connection here yeah let's play track eight off of this album it is 53 seconds long and it is exactly that dude the song is called college let's play it feel about this stuff what do you mean what i mean is like it's not a song right okay. but at the same time right. this is what animal collective has always like obviously they you know they're just they're just playing around with sound you know what i mean uh-huh 
and that's what this is. It's like it doesn't have to be a, a song, you know. It's just yeah. it's experimental. That's what they are. So yeah, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's basically what, it's like a throwaway song, dude. You know, but, you know, it makes me wonder: was this, you know, an idea that that maybe could have turned into a song and it just never did? So no, I, I so always I looked, I, into, I guess I looked the, into it, dude. I looked okay. into it. Um, this song was just. Um, Avitar and Panda Bear just kind of harmonizing, uh, and then Deacon, or not Deacon, um, Avitar just c- kind of started singing those words just off the top of his head, and he thought it was funny because he thought that they sounded a little too much like the Beach Boys, the way they were harmonizing while they were, you know, kind of just jamming, mm-hmm. and he sang those words because he thought it was it was funny. You know, like back in the fifties, it was all like, especially you know, like to quote the the Beach Boys, "Be true to your school, just like you would to your girl or guy." Right? Yeah. Nowadays, it's it's not so much. It, it's almost the opposite of that because of the whole, uh, you know, like, oh, you want to go to college? Good luck with all the debt stuff like that. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and you don't you don't have to go to college basically. And I mean, this worked out for them because. I mean, I guess, you know, most of them did actually go to college, but still, like, they're not using their degrees uh, for their line of work because they're musicians. But um, anyways, it w- there wasn't supposed to be it wasn't supposed to be any statement or anything. It, you know, it wasn't something that they were trying to get, uh, you know, a conversation started on about. It was just literally just a throwaway uh, song. They just threw it on there just just to, just because it was recorded and they had it, you know. Yeah, well, that's that's what I that's what I figure. It's just it's just kind of a just kind of throw it on there, you know. It's fifty three seconds. They don't need it in the album. You no, know? It, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't really contribute anything. Like that would be. Yeah. I would I would skip that track. For sure, it's not a track. Really, it's filler. Um, but hey, dude, really pretty harmonizing, right? <laughs> yeah, and that did sound like the Beach Boys, quite a bit actually. Uh... Just the what the vocals or at the beginning the the, the hums, mm, okay the ahs the oohs and ahs at the beginning there. Uh, mm. anyways, <laughs> I don't know if I have well, if you want we can just jump right into my last pick of this album, which is my favorite. So you're about to hear my favorite song on this album, dude. One of my favorite Animal Collective songs. Period. Um, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So, um. Okay, let's let's just. I'm gonna quote one more thing here from uh, from Avi that I really liked that that I think really encompasses Animal Collective quite well. He says, "It's fun to think of characters taking you through these environments that we are creating and speaking to you about what's going on, uh, and they have the lyrics that hint at these sounds and maybe even mess with your mind a little. So that's what they're trying to do." They're, you know, their their recordings. They put these sounds in and these lyrics in their songs that they are they're purposely trying to mess with you. Um, that's Animal Collective, dude. And let's listen to track number ten. This is my favorite Animal Collective song, maybe of all time. I've got two clips to show for you, uh, to play for you. Uh, this song is called "Mouth Wooed Her." I started playing the game and like the game. Thank you. 
Please tell us what we just heard, because I'm <laughs> okay, trying to dude. process what I heard. Let me just say now. I, okay, here's what here's what Travis said uh, while that song was playing. He said, after laughing, "What is going on?" And now, well, yeah, now you said that. I, I guess what I'm what I let me let me put some context on what is going on. What I mean is like. <laughs> uh, what are they like? What are they trying? I know what they're trying to do. Dude, I know what they're trying. This to is do. perfect. This is perfect, man. This is perfect. Okay. So you asked what's going on. Um, it's something that I had mentioned about animal collective that I appreciate and really enjoy is how they, it's their repetition and that's when you that's it's when you asked the question what is going on well no because when, i mean okay so repetition um uh, when you think of animal collectives repetition are you talking about in the first clip leaf house with the delay on his vocals is that repetition the way uh, okay. they, they go back what i'm back thinking of, what, what what when i when i say repetition what i mean is they're what I mean is how they will, they, I'm going to use the term drag, they drag on a very, you know, they, they That's repeat like an idea, an idea yeah. like a phrase over and over to where you are thinking, okay, what's going on? Like, is, I got to check my, I got to check my Walkman. Is it skipping? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, but that's what I love because it like, it's the anticipation 
for it to for something to change right okay and that happens in you know what the song and on merriweather that comes to mind that i know you love dude brother sport right i can take it there's a part in brother sport that goes on for so long that you're like there's something wrong with my file but it's obviously what's, what's great about that song though is that when it's the payoff at the end of that really long repetition you know, it goes into that, yeah. that, that, uh, it just kind of opens up to them kind of harmonizing. That's the payoff that you get for the repetition. You know, well, this- I don't think you were paying attention to, to the payoff for mouth wooter after that repetition at the end, dude, it kind of quiets down and then they just come right back in like full force back into that first little phrase uh, of the song. Okay. So I said this earlier, I feel like with this album, like it's like you're hearing the uh, the uh, like the origin of them. Let's just say like it. It's no surprise that they went on to make Merryweather because this is the kind of stuff. It's like they were practicing and like honing their craft, and then Merryweather. Well, that's the thing, dude. You got to remember, man. These guys have known each other since grade school, dude. They've been doing this stuff for a long time. This is what I'm talking like about, said, man. I bet you they would do stuff like this when they, so are you telling me that they've been making music together for a very long time? Yes. Okay. So yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. They, they, that's this is the kind of stuff that they would probably mess around uh, on, on a recording device back in the day with some microphones, you know, and like, Hey, let's yeah. put a delay on that. That sounds cool. You know, this yeah. is fun. Yeah. No, you're, you're totally right. Um, it, and I'm going to, okay. Up- I'm glad that you, I didn't know that. So like what I like about hearing that, fact is that that's what i hear when i listen to animal collective is two guys just having fun with with uh with with the music together it sounds like uh you know if you know somebody for a long time you can goof around and goof off you know yeah and that's it makes sense that they've known each other for a long time and goof off and, and and throw some 50 second track on a record because what the hell we were just goofing around but we had fun right if, if you're you know two people trying to take take their music career seriously or whatever quote unquote you, you may never stop to goof around every once in a while i don't know does that make sense yeah no yeah absolutely dude uh yeah i i get it and and i love that about him i do have one more clip from mouth wooter and this is going to be like movement two you know, like this is an entirely different feel. This is how the song ends. And dude, this is when you're really going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Okay. So here's clip two from Mouth Wooed Her.
Yeah, dude, you have to you have to explain yourself right now. I can't explain. Okay, just tell me. Okay, tell me why this is this in particular is your. You said this is your favorite Animal Collective song. Period. From 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 the the first second to the end. Yes. Okay, but tell me tell me what about it do you like? Okay. Because that's what I need to. What know. I like about because I, I can't find you... anything about. Okay, I can find bits and pieces of it that I like. I like the experience. Okay. Like I like what they're doing. It's you know they're experimenting. Like I said over and over again, it's you know, I like what I like. What I like about this song, around, but then they do stuff like that clip you just played, where it's like, is it supposed to? Is it? I don't know. Just let's let's hear let's hear okay. your thoughts on it. All right, dude. Let me let's okay. So, thinking back to clip one. Okay, the bulk of the song. What I appreciate and love so much about this song, it's the it's the 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 strumming patterns on the guitar and the way that they it's just like he said, you know, they like to think of their voices as another instrument. Right. I've always appreciated that um in with bands when they when they're able to do that. And I think they they the way that they sing in this song I just love the whole, um, uh, dude, fuck, man. I, I feel like we got to play clip one again. Okay. Um, I, I even if it's just for us, dude, I'll cut it, it back. Let's, let's, let's listen to clip one a little bit. I'll tell you to cut it off in a second, you know, cause they kind of repeat phrases. Okay. Let's just listen to, to the first clip again. All right. Yeah, I so, I, I like I like dude, that I like that opening. I love okay. I like that a lot. This is it, man. For me, mouth wooed her. It, it, I feel like this song represents Animal Collective perfectly. For me, when I'm trying to describe Animal Collective to someone, this song is them to me. And I love the whole like you know what I'm talking about when they're like. Da, 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 right. Da, right. right. Uh, 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 uh. I yeah. love that. Dude. I love that too. It's it's great. It's really well done. Like that's the thing. That's what they that's do it, better dude. than anybody. Is that's those, it for me, man? Those kind of moments. That's that's yes. why you listen to Animal Collective for moments like that. Exactly. Thank you. There you go, dude. You just answered the question, Mike. You answered your question for me. So that. So you're saying that this song, in particular, has moments like that. Yes. Uh, to, to, that that make you walk away and say that's your favorite song that they've done. Okay, I'm not going to say it's my favorite song, dude. I'm not okay. going to say that, but I'm going to say that it is. It is one that, that that every time that I hear it, it it makes me, you know, it 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 just gives me those feelings that I want to feel when I listen to an Animal Collective song. Yeah, okay. and and dude, and that goes all the way to the very end when for some fucking reason, Av Terror is just he's just saying over and over. That he needs not just water; he needs mouth water. And okay. The way that he's let me tell you what, what he's that saying, dude. What, okay, let me tell you what my I assume that he was messing around 
in in the studio during a recording session. He's probably and just really said thirsty, that. So right? He was thirsty, and then they throw it on yeah. the, and which is fine. That's great, dude. And don't you, know, you picture hey, like okay, dude, think think back to like our our childhood and and the and, yes. you know like our, our friends that we had when we were children. Yes. Okay, Mitchell. Of course, we're talking about you, bro. But we have other friends right. from our childhood that that you can just picture us like. Yes. goofing off like having slumber parties right, right you know right. one of us is thirsty and you say something goofy like that and then you laugh about it and you just keep saying it over and over right but that's, i mean who's to yeah. say if that's what if that's what prompted that but like that's those kind of things like you were saying dude that's, like i that's said that's that, yeah exactly that's what's charming that's the uh the, the the chemistry that they have together uh yeah. it's obvious that they've known each other i for a need time. mouth water <laughs> yeah exactly but so okay Another thing, we talked about how much we appreciate when, on like a spoon track, when they throw in obvious, um, you know, they throw in sounds from the studio, just Brit yeah. talking with Jim and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, we've yeah. talked about how we like it when bands do that. So yeah, it's not obvious that that's what this is, but I mean, to me, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and okay, dude, I'm just going to say it, man. And dad, if you're listening, sorry if this is news to you. But uh, for for me, it's it's hard to describe. But Animal Collective reminds me of the feelings that you have when you're taking um, certain drugs, like mushrooms. I, I, and I, and no, I know, dude. I know no this is something that's lost that. on you. What I said, I have no frame of reference. Yeah, no, I, I know. I'm saying it's hard to describe, but like, and I've looked into it. They are 100% sober for the, for the majority of the time they're recording because this is their fucking job. But um, Are you saying that they're 100% sober all of the time? No. no way I don't know about that. when they're writing the songs, but when they're in the studio or when they're recording, they're for the most part sober. I don't know about marijuana because it's just a fucking flower, bro. But uh, sure. as far as like other drugs like uh, you know acid, mushrooms, they're not doing that while they're recording. Or you're—I don't even know if they—if they do those kind of drugs a lot at all. But that's the thing about Animal Collective, like the sounds that they make. One of these songs prompted you to ask out loud, "What the fuck is going on?" And that's a question that people ask when they're on drugs. This—this uh, <laughs> <laughs> this song in particular, "Mouth Wooed Her." It's it's the sounds from the guitar specifically toward and that and that second clip that just puts me back into that mind state uh, and that headspace that I was in um, the few times that I've done mushrooms. That sounds like a horrifying place to be. <laughs> no, dude, it's not. But that's fine, dude. I mean, I, you know, what? to each his own. Um, that's right. It's it's that liquidy, drippy feeling. Okay. You get that when yeah. you're when you're taking those uh, entheogenic drugs. Sure. You're probably right. Well, I mean, I am right. I've, I've, I've <laughs> taken them. <laughs> Anyways, that's our take on Animal Collective, huh? I guess we're done. That's right, man. So I will say also, very hard for me to pick for to pick songs. I had a few other ones that I wanted to play. Um, there is a uh, I don't know how to how I would put it, but there's like a, a focal point to this record, and it's track seven. It's called "Visiting Friends." Um, it's twelve and a half minutes long, and actually, dude, 
You know what? Um, let's just play just a smidget of Visiting Friends because this is a song that requires patience to listen to. But the soundscapes, uh, the noisecapes, I guess, uh, that they create with this song is pretty unbelievable. And you want to talk about feeling like you're on drugs? Um, let's play a little bit of Visiting Friends. Um, so imagine that for 12 and a half minutes. Yeah, that's dude. what it is. I mean, for, like for I said, part, I, yeah. I, I like what, I like what they're Did doing. Did you note? I, I don't, I don't dislike it. Yeah. I mean, dude, just imagine like, just try to like, okay. If you're, li- if you, if you want to try to, to give this album a go from start to finish, just do it. <laughs> Even if it's hard to do, I think you should do it because by, by the end of this album, they will have put you in in a bizarre headspace but it's i mean I, th- I feel like it's a space that people probably don't visit very often in their head and the fact that 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 they can take you to that headspace is pretty cool and i think it's it's worth diving into and that uh, like thinking back to the the sounds that you heard in that song right even just in the what like minute or so that you played just then like i don't know like i always picture like a monster like breathing, like a breathing like monster. Does that make sense, dude? Uh, my head, I never would have gone to that to that to that place. Like maybe like a like a monster that's asleep and you can hear him breathing and you're like tiptoeing across. Like yeah, by, see, tip- spoken like a man who's done drugs before, dude. My mind <laughs> I, I does not know, go to those places. I mean, that's interesting that you say that. Like I always have imagery in my head associated with whatever song is playing. But yeah, that's. I mean, I can see. I can see where you're going with that. I just I'm talking. I'm thinking it. like where the wild things are. You know, like yeah, yeah. No, I hear monsters. you, dude. Now that you say it, it's like okay, I can hear it. Yeah, dude. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I never would have gone there, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's that's it for today. That is uh, a 
again one of my favorite animal collective albums um it's their fifth studio album it's called song tongs came out in 2004 and i think our next we've decided our next full length album is are we we doing uh tobin next yeah i think so i I think let's do that i think well yeah let's do that next i thought you said you wanted to do can next let's do can after Amen tobin okay sounds good cool um i'll let you take the reins on this next one dude um okay yeah, cool. Yeah, so we'll do we'll get into some more electronic uh, down tempo stuff with with Eamon Tobin. Um, for those gamers out there, Eamon Tobin did uh, the Splinter Cell soundtrack. He right? did he did Chaos Theory. Chaos Theory. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know what album we should do. Uh, there's a couple that we're kind of tossing back and forth. We'll figure it out. Um, for our outro this week. Uh, we're going to do this band that was prevalent in the 60s uh, and throughout the 70s. It's a band called Silver Apples. Ever heard of them? I have heard of them, yeah. Okay. I, I hadn't actually heard their music before, but I, yeah, I'd heard the name as well. Um, this is just a, just a band that, that these guys listen to. Um, they're kind of, they're in the uh, avant-garde experimental psychedelic rock categories um and i kind of just listened to some random songs uh i didn't really pick any song or off of any album in particular um but i happened to pick a song off of their debut album it's self-titled it came out in 68 um and i guess i'll yeah let's just briefly say um real quick as always you can find more information on our website nofillerpodcast.com there we've got our show notes um and you can stream our episodes directly from the website if you want through our soundcloud player and you can find us on pretty much pretty much anywhere that you that you find your podcasts we should be there to stream uh check us out on itunes and stitcher as well and um as always thanks for listening um shoot us a message let us know where how we can improve let us know what you liked or what you hated um and so again our outro is going to be a song from silver apples uh this is track one off of their debut album it is called oscillations and uh we will talk to y'all next time my name is quentin my name is travis bye
Unlock big savings during the Menards Bag Sale at Style and Security with Schlag Lock Sets. Menards carries over 50 styles of interior and exterior lock sets. And with Schlag's wide selection of smart locks and keyless entry locks, there's no more hiding keys under the doormat or losing track of copies. Save big money on Schlag Lock Sets. Plus, save 15% when you fit it in the bag. Now through January 14th, available in-store only at Menards. Save big money at It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.